One of my favorite ways to unwind is by playing a game on my phone while I relax on the couch. And June's Journey is my new favorite as it combines several of my favorite things, finding hidden items, decor and design, and solving a murder. In June's Journey, you dive into June's captivating quest to uncover a scandalous hidden family secret while discovering the truth behind the unexplained death of her sister. As you uncover clues, you also get to build your own island estate with expansive gardens and beautiful buildings. You get to collect scraps of information to fill your photo album and learn more about each character. You get to chat and play with or against other players by joining a detective club. You'll even get the chance to play in a detective league to put your skills to the test. So can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. This episode contains adult themes and is not appropriate for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, the world. This is They Will Kill, a true crime podcast. And I'm Sadiak. And I'm Courtney Eck. And we are happy to be here. Yeah. Yes. That is had a fact. We had a listener uh, say the other day that they thought we were saying Sadiak and Courtney Eck like Zodiac. <laughs> you remember? Did you see that message? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> Briefly. I think I was in the middle of doing nine things, so I didn't yeah. fully register that. But yes. Yep. So just in case you're new here, we're sisters. Our last name is Eck, and we're not trying to be like... We're the Zodiac. Right. <laughs> Play on the Zodiacs, although that is adorable that you thought I know, that I wish we had we saying. done that. <laughs> exactly. uh, but anyway, Courtney's going to tell us the story tonight. I am going to tell a story tonight, and uh, we can all thank my friend Esther for this story. I don't actually know if she listens to the podcast, but she loves to send me fucked up things because she knows me. And um, this one just came out. This just broke last week. So this is a little bit of a different approach that I'm going to have to take to this case because it just happened last Mm. week. So... There's no trial, there's no interviews, there's not a lot of legal public information, but very interestingly, there's a fuck ton of social media posts. So this story is, I'm going to quote a lot, um, but it's sort of amazing how much information is available having just happened last mm-hmm. week. Yeah, it sounds uh, like it might be, we'll have to do a follow-up later. A hundred percent. There are mm-hmm. still so many questions, but the motive is available. So I went ahead and went for it. I also managed to get on um, the perpetrator's Instagram before it was taken down and screen capped my life out of myself. (laughs) So yeah, it's just absolutely fascinating case. And I'm titling it QAnon made me do it. The deeply tragic murders of the Coleman children. I'm also I mean, I'm not going to say their names or the names of his wife just because I don't know anything about his wife's involvement and I'm just going to protect the identities of these poor victims because there's not enough information to uh, determine anything at this point. So on August 7th, 2021, a woman, and for the sake of protecting her identity, I'm going to call her Charlotte Coleman, was planning to go camping with her husband, Matthew Taylor Coleman, and their two-year-old son and 10-month-old daughter. But instead of following through with that plan, Matt packed up the two children in their Mercedes Sprinter van and left without Charlotte and without telling her where he was taking the children. What would unravel over the next couple of days is the type of devastating discovery that fuels the most outrageous headlines and shakes even the most seasoned true crime fan, myself included, to their core. In this episode, I'm asking the question, how can a human mind become so sick and so quickly? So Matt and Charlotte Coleman and their children were by all accounts the perfect American family who lived in Santa Barbara, where Matthew ran the successful surf school called Love Water. According to the Love Water website, quote, and this is a very long quote, in 1981, in the heart of Santa Barbara, Matt was born to a small business owner father and an artist mother. Over his childhood, he quickly adopted a love for the ocean 
whether it was surfing down at Hendry's Bay, spearfishing Mesa Lane, or sailing to the Channel Islands with his family every summer, it became clear that the ocean was a playground that was always open and ready for adventure. While spearfishing and sailing were both fun, surfing quickly became Matt's passion. After years of competing on Point Loma's national champion surf team, he moved to San Sebastian, Spain, where he taught English, befriended the Basque people, and founded a launch pad for a surf mission to 20-plus countries around Europe and the world. I mean, like, uh, just not who you would expect to be getting deep into QAnon. Just wait. Just wait. This story, it's it bends the mind. Right. So after two, this is a continued quote about Matt. After two years teaching and traveling, Matt returned to his hometown to pursue higher education, receiving his master's from UCSB in 2009. With a desire to give back to his community, Matt went on to teach high school, coach a surf team, and spend 10 years directing local nonprofit, which used surfing as means for mentoring the community's youth the fuck fucking high school teacher community youth wow. mentor best most idyllic childhood yeah it can jesus yes and i mean sadie it just nobody's safe it gets nobody's worse safe. and worse i mean it gets oh. better and lovelier and which makes it that much worse oh god after a decade working in education in the nonprofit sector matt finally took the step to found love water surf company a company committed to passing on the love of surfing to people of all ages, ethnicities, and life backgrounds. Today, as experienced educators and mentors, Matt and Charlotte enjoy finding ways to better lives through surfing, experiential education, and community-based projects. And it seems that it was very successful. I mean, they have a team of many people, you know, really developed website. I think it's, I don't know how much they made every year, but it seems like it was very, very successful. So according to a neighbor, Charlotte worked as a nurse until she gave birth to the couple's second child, and she's described as the, quote, sweetest mother who would always stop by and say hello to neighbors as she walked her children around their idyllic California neighborhood. Quote, I've known Charlotte for the past year. She used to walk by with her two children. She would have one in a buggy and the other one would walk. I'd see her at least once a week as she passed by my house on the way to the beach. Her oldest child loved playing with the cement animal statues in my yard. Mm. According to Matt's social media posts, he is a great lover of his family and the outdoors and particularly loves spending time at the ocean in California and Mexico. As recent as May 7th, 2021, so three months ago, Jesus. three months ago, he posted photos of his family at the beach with the caption, My Treasures. In February of 2021, he posted another photo of Charlotte and their children at the beach with the caption, quote, thanking God for these three this morning. In a post about his wife, he said, quote, in marriage, we are given someone who is there to celebrate each other daily in a way that no one else can, not because you got a promotion or achieved something special, but just because you are. We have the opportunity to reflect the glory we see. And in doing so, we free each other into the full and free expression of who we were designed to be. He added, now to show off a little bit about my beautiful wife. She cooks brisket like a true Texan. She will surf with me even when it's cold. And she teaches me to always see the good regardless of the circumstances. Not to mention a six-time homecoming slash prom queen. This is too sad. It's crazy. It's crazy. And they're <laughs> gorgeous. You know, this gorgeous. I mean, exactly what you like influencer level Instagram, <sighs> stunning wife, adorable children. Yeah. He's just all smiles and surf and sun. And it's fucking crazy. To celebrate the first birthday of his son, Matt wrote, quote, one year ago today was one of those special kinds of days. There are only certain days that really make a man's life, and for me, this was definitely one of them. Around mid-morning, this tropical storm had filled in, kicking off a steady stream of light rain across Santa Barbara. It was crazy how the storm's intensity seemed to be mirroring Charlotte's labor pains, and by the time evening hit, well, things were getting electric. At 6.50 p.m., we met our beloved baby right there on the living room floor. 
I remember thinking and praying about a name in the months before his birth. Every time it crossed my mind, all I could think was about that scene from the Bible where John the Baptist is baptizing Jesus and his voice comes out of the sky in the form of a dove saying, quote, This is my beloved son in whom is all my delight. It's a sneaky kind of verse because at first read, all you're really thinking of is this unparalleled relationship between Papa God and Jesus. And why wouldn't you? But a year into this whole fatherhood thing, and I'm starting to see that this scene is a bit more inclusive than I originally thought. I'm starting to see that this scene is opening up a truth, a truth that delight is the very thing that awakens us to who we really are. My son's name means, quote, the sound of heaven's dove, and it's our joy to continually declare over him that he is the one that reawakens the eternal delight between God and man. Couldn't be more proud of this kid and all that he is becoming. Like, who on earth (laughs) writes that deep and meaningful and like exploring that God has given you this gift to open your delight and to constantly remind you of why we're here? Yeah. One year, and that was just one year ago. This little boy is only two years old. Wow, wow. I just... So it's pretty clear in the last quote that Matt is also a deeply religious man and there are frequent references to God and thanking God for his life and family on his social media. In some instances, like in this post from 2020, he goes deeper saying, quote, while worshiping with friends this weekend, I had an unexpected wave of thoughts and images come over me, which, well, brought me a lot of hope. The first image was one of this historical timeline where the period of the Dark Ages, the 5th through 15th century, was contrasted next to the illuminated creative explosion of the Renaissance, meaning rebirth, the 15th and 16th centuries. The crazy thing about history is that you don't know what your season will be labeled as until years down the road. And more so, sometimes your time period isn't labeled by what happens during it, but rather by what happens after it. While people were living in the Dark Ages, they weren't thinking, it really sucks living in the Dark Ages. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't until years after the Renaissance did people start to identify that period as the Dark Ages. And really, the main reason for getting that label was due to the striking contrast that it had with the explosion of art, music, inventions, and discoveries that occurred during the Renaissance. Fair point. Mm -hmm. What if we are about to enter the greatest Renaissance period that the world has ever seen? What if we are on the verge of entering into an unparalleled explosion of creativity, art, music, inventions, discoveries, entrepreneurship, cures, community, and revelations of God's love? To the point that our current period will eventually be seen as another Dark Ages. What if there's another type of great American renaissance following the years of COVID, censorship, and political divisiveness that will empower each person's heart to come alive and explode with innovative ideas, new business models, new music sounds, and never seen ways to build an amazing community? What if 2020 is just the birth plans of what is on its way in 2021 and beyond? It's almost as if God is praying over us, quote, I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confidence of hope. <laughs> Ephesians one eighteen. I mean, yes. Right? Right on, man. God. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Well, and he, this is the first time he mentions censorship and political divisiveness. Right. So he has an awareness. And by bringing up censorship, one would assume mm-hmm. that he means by the left. Right. But that's the only real indication for me of like a right, super right leaning tendency of any kind. Wow. The rest of it is very hopeful. It's very thoughtful. It's very optimistic and, you know, kind of very much in line too with what I think, which is, you know, we're going through these dark times to create a brighter future, right? right? Like that's just how I choose to view the world because I can. I have the privilege to do so and so does this guy. So you know, I'm reading that and thinking fucking <laughs> great. So but like does he think that Trump is the guy that's leading him there? <laughs> I mean okay. Well that's 
Yeah, that's how, <laughs> I, like, it's it's clear that he's searching. Like, he's right. looking for answers, right? And mm-hmm. so, very obvious that this guy could be, and I think a lot of people who are kind of hippie woo-woo, you know, were a little more susceptible to predatory sort of things. Mm-hmm. So, on that level, yeah. But how do you go from, like... I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confidence of hope, yeah. <laughs> you know, to where we're about to go with right. this story. Right. So in another post under a photo of he and his son in the woods, he says, quote, had this thought today before electricity was discovered. Think of the vast world of technology and creative inventions that were buried in the mind of man waiting on that one discovery to be unlocked. Their potential existence was there, but they depended on a greater discovery in order to be realized on the earth. There is a truth buried in the heart of every man and woman which holds the key to a world of creative expression, power, and godlikeness. It is not a discovery, but the discovery, the discovery of the ages which opens the door to a limitless flow of divine power and creativity, the discovery of God and man, and man and God, Christ in us the expectation of something more glorious than we could ever wrap our minds around, not a potential, but a reality, which longs for our agreement at every second of every day. Mm-hmm. Which is a little ubermenchy. Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Ubermensch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, a little bit of a like God complex, potentially right. simmering a little bit, but still very beautiful, very hopeful. All talking about the divine flow of energy between people and the creator, which is something that I think about frequently. (laughs) Guys. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm five steps away from QAnon. Shit. So he was clearly a man searching for deeper meaning and a relationship with the divine and wasn't afraid to express very profound and vulnerable feelings publicly on his quest towards some sort of philosophical understanding. In post after post, he expressed his gratitude for his family his awe for the gift of having them in his life, and his general musings on the miracles surrounding him. But somewhere between the spring and summer of 2021, in just a couple of short months, something went horribly, horribly wrong. It was that fast. Sadie, that was May. May 7th, he wrote, My Treasures. Yeah. And I did, you know, I mean, you could, when his post, when his uh, account was up, it was just hundreds of photos of his family with I'm so grateful love these guys this is the best this is what life is all about you know talking about things that his kids had done that day and like his reflecting yeah I mean it's endless constant constant stuff so here we are on August 8th 2021 last week Charlotte reached out to Santa Barbara Police Department to file a missing persons report as Matt and the children had not returned home since the day before, and Matt was not responding to any of Charlotte's attempts to reach him. The Santa Barbara police immediately opened an investigation, and Charlotte let them know that she used her Find My Phone app, which showed Matt's location as Rosarito, Mexico, which is a beach town about 16 miles south of the border. <laughs> For a minute, I forgot we were in California. I was like, wow, he got to Mexico. No. no. Yeah. <laughs> Right over there. It's like three hours tops. Based on this information, police began coordinating efforts with the FBI, United States Border Patrol and Customs, and Mexican authorities. The Baja California Attorney General was able to confirm that there was surveillance footage of Matt entering the Hotel City Express in Rosarito on Saturday, August 7th and then leaving just before dawn on Monday, August 9th. And you had said that they had all planned to go camping? Correct. And But then he just left without her. Exactly. With the kids. Yep. We he don't know like van. if there was an altercation or he just I left don't... and she woke up and was like, where's my family? We, just, we don't know that, probably. That, exactly. Okay. My guess is that he packed up without her knowing and then she woke up and was like where is everybody weird yeah and then started oh. to try to call him and then when he never came back she called the cops yeah. god now i have to lock my kids in a room away from their father too <laughs> so oh. this is good 
news. I know. I know. And I don't... <laughs> anyway, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. On the same day, the Find My Phone app showed that Matt had traveled to San Ysidro, where he was intercepted and interviewed by an FBI agent as he tried to cross back into the United States using the San Ysidro entry point. Quote, there was no sign of his children, according to investigators, who said that they had found blood on the vehicle's registration papers. Oh my god. The hunt for Coldman's two very young children didn't last long, as their deceased bodies were quickly located by Mexican authorities in a ditch with large puncture wounds to their chest cavities. <laughs> according to Matt, he shot his son in the chest with a spearfishing gun, and his son was still alive after he shot him, so he, quote, continued to move the spear around. Oh, God. He then shot his daughter directly in the heart with the same spear. I also saw different reports that they were each shot multiple times, but I could not confirm that reputably, so right. that's from the New York Times. He claims he then threw the spear gun into a creek and his bloody clothes in a trash can on the side of the road in Tijuana. When asked why he had driven his babies into Mexico and brutally murdered them, he said he is a, quote, adherent of QAnon, the pro-Trump conspiracy movement whose followers hold falsely that a cabal of Democrats and coastal elites engage in pedophilia and worship Satan. He said that he knew what he'd done was wrong, but had no choice as it was his burden to kill his children in an attempt to save the world. Quote, M. Coleman stated that he believed his children were going to grow into monsters, so he had to kill them. Oh, Special God. agent Jennifer Bannon wrote, Quote, M. Coleman explained that he was enlightened by QAnon and Illuminati conspiracy theories and was receiving visions and signs revealing that his wife possessed serpent DNA and had passed it on to his children. He had no choice but to murder his children to stop the monsters that his children were growing into, and I haven't found any information about whether or not he had plans to do the same to his wife had he not been apprehended. But I'm assuming so. Right. If you think your wife is transferring serpent mm -hmm. DNA to your children, I can't imagine that you're going to spare her. Nope. So, considering this all transpired last week, there isn't any other information about the specific QAnon and Illuminati pages or rhetoric he'd become adherent to, but one can speculate that he is referring to the popular conspiracy theory that lizard people are taking over the planet, which was also referred to by the Nashville bomber, Anthony Quinn Warner, who damaged 41 buildings and injured three people, when he killed himself by detonating a bomb in his RV in downtown Nashville on Christmas Day of 2020. Quote, The world ruled by lizard people fantasy shot to prominence in recent years, in part through the ramblings of David Icke, a popular British sports reporter turned conspiracy theorist known for his eccentric ideas. Quote, Icke would have you believe that a race of reptilian beings not only invaded Earth, but it also created a genetically modified lizard-human hybrid race called the Babylonian Brotherhood, which he maintains is busy plotting a worldwide fascist state. The sinister cabal of global reptilian elites boasts a membership list including former President Barack Obama, Queen Elizabeth II of Great Britain, former Federal Reserve Chairman Alan Greenspan, and Mick Jagger. Of course. <laughs> Have you seen those videos around that show like Queen Elizabeth's eye turning into a lizard and all that? No. Shit? Yeah, it's like you know, clearly yeah. Photoshop, but yeah, that's all that shit. It's I... so approximately twelve million Americans I'm believe sorry? in the lizard people theory. Twelve million. Twelve. I would think what. 700,000 Yeah, right? <laughs> 50,000 oh on a good day. Yes. 12 million, million. Wow. Americans believe in the lizard people theory. And in 2019, a proud boy named Bucky Wolf killed his brother by stabbing him in the head with a sword after becoming convinced he was a lizard person. Jesus Christ. Quote, 
Wolf referenced swords multiple times in his QAnon posts, saying that they would be used to defeat the Illuminati. In one post, he referred to, quote, bloodlines of the Illuminati, the same language used by a faction of QAnon believers who think the conspiracy theory is actually about powerful families of disguised lizard people. Wolf also made several other references to the extreme conspiracy theory that some people are actually lizards in disguise. In one YouTube video, he claimed that a majority of people surrounding him were secretly lizards. Lizards. So this whole Q, and we can talk about this more at the end, but the most fascinating thing to me about QAnon is that you can just completely change the world by saying something convincingly enough. Right. People are lizard. Human, there are humanoid lizard creatures that are going to take over the world. I'm just going to throw it out there and see if it sticks. And mm-hmm. it fucking stuck. It stuck so hard that now we have a body count of four. Right. Well, minimum, right? Right. That we know of. Yes. Confirmed body count of four people that have been killed because they were suspected to be lizard humanoids. So, while recently rising to extreme popularity, the idea of lizard people wasn't first thought up of on the 8chan QAnon boards, but can be traced back to the second half of the 19th century when, quote, the Industrial Revolution, Darwin's theory of evolution, and rapid scientific advances upended time-honored traditional ways of life, leaving people unsettled and unsure what to believe. Mm-hmm. Sound familiar? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, maybe we're in the middle of a technological revolution, I right. think. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I never interact with technology. So, <laughs> At the end of the century, the theory picked up even more steam as waves of immigrants moved into the cities in the United States and the U.K., and fear of the other, particularly Jewish people, rapidly grew. In a couple of examples, in 1888, a Russian mystic wrote about an ancient race of dragon men from a lost continent, which then influenced Robert E. Howard, who wrote the Conan the Barbarian stories about, quote, reptilian humanoids who deployed their shape-changing and mind-control talents to dominate humanity. Bram Stoker's Dracula is another example of a story that has been criticized by some for representing Jewishness in his monster who plans to take over London by sucking blood and using his shape-shifting abilities. Hmm. Quote, from this perspective, Stoker's book is a part of the British response to the increasing numbers of Jewish immigrants arriving from Eastern Europe. The vampire is a stealthy invader, passing as a proper citizen, but secretly plotting domination and destruction. God, that is so fucked up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I am I remember taking film history in college yeah. and being like, they're just movies. They're just stories. They're just entertainment. Oh, no, no. Oh, no. Oh, no, no. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. This shit all means something. It's all referencing something. It's right. the zombie movies from the 80s were about consumerism and i was like wait what (laughs) (laughs) this is a response to reagan era economic policies (laughs) i just thought it was zombies no (laughs) so quote history shows that when panic is rising institutions seem to be failing and the masses feel betrayed by wealthy elites Finding scapegoats can seem alluring. If charismatic influencers are able to channel some grievances toward secret cabals, immigrants, and religious groups, eventually something terrible is likely to happen. Mm -hmm. It is absolutely shocking that a God-fearing, family-loving, nature- and surf-obsessed man could become so seduced by an online community of conspiracy theorists in just a matter of months that he would turn against and murder his babies, but here we are. It's a heavy reminder that our words have power and the things we say on the internet can have serious consequences. Mm -hmm. 
Now more than ever, we need to check in with each other and be careful not to write off the words and actions of others because people actually fucking believe these things. And when unchecked, these extreme beliefs can become deadly. When Matt's daughter was born in October of 2020, he wrote, quote, Last Saturday morning, a few seconds before sunrise, we welcomed our daughter to our family. At 6.49 a.m., in the quiet of our house, they took her out to the water and welcomed her into our arms. Her name means bright dawn, and rain is a symbol of God's blessing, abundance, and fruitfulness toward our family in this season. He added, As I awaited her arrival... I kept feeling the feeling that she was going to be born at a pivotal moment in history and that it would represent a dawn or even an awakening of years of great blessing to our family and our nation. Another image that came to me was that of God reaching the bed of a river and picking up a small stone or rock, carefully examining it. Just as David had done before killing Goliath, God examined the stone and was sure it was the perfect one for battle. Although it was small, soft, and somewhat harmless in appearance, he knew it would become great when placed in the palm of an expert hand. My statement about my daughter is that God chose her by hand to kill the giants on earth. That she is born with everything she needs to fully fulfill God's plan for her, and that she will be a great blessing wherever she goes. Unfortunately... The little girl would never grow to slay giants. Matt would steal that opportunity from her less than one year later. So there you go, guys. So fucked up. (laughs) It's so sad. (sighs) It's so fucked up. So sad. This shit is fucked, you guys. Well, it's like, yeah, it's all I can think about is somebody who's that deep in the Bible and the Old Testament in particular. And like, you know, he, I can, I I understand it better, you know, like just ripe for the The picking and ready to sacrifice his children in the name of whatever, like God or this big, this bigger plan or you know just switch it like move it a little yeah here's some here's this theory and you better sacrifice your kids for the betterment of the world and he's like got it i can do that that's what god wants right this is the plan oh god the the satan has you know upended Mm -hmm. things and has planted these humanoid people and Mm -hmm. this is my ultimate yeah Mm-hmm. But it's, I mean, it is very swift and mm-hmm. very extreme of a shift, you yes. know? Yes. You would expect to see in May him posting, like, well, I've been thinking that maybe we need to make sacrifices or, you know, anything. But it right. just goes from my treasures to spear fishing his fucking children mm, to death just because can't. he thinks they're lizard people. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. When you... I think that you and I maybe found the headline or saw the headline at the same time, like, because you'd said, hey, I got this crazy QAnon story. And I was and yeah. it's very recent. And I was like, oh, shit. So I didn't read anything about it. I knew a dad had killed his kids in the name of QAnon, yep. more or less. And but I was like, the things that I was picturing, what that meant. It's like, definitely checking myself here. <laughs> you know, like, right? Uh, you know, yeah. I just assumed his posts. And then you said, I found all these posts. I was I was assuming it would be like, ah, you know. Like all yeah, the shit you'd Trump imagine. is the master, yes. and yeah, the li- yeah, liberalism like totally... is a disease or whatever. Yes, yes right. Like we would be, we would be. This wouldn't be a surprise. Like this was coming, and nobody stopped it. Sort of story, but no, that's not what this is at all. And not even a little deeply, bit. Deeply disturbing. Yeah, and that's like, why yeah. I covered it because it's very timely and i think it's something that people need to be talking about and being aware of Mm -hmm. i mean everyone knows what QAnon is but though it wasn't until i watched q into the storm on hbo that i really fully understood the massive manipulation that is occurring Mm -hmm. and that a couple of nerds made a place for people to share whatever the fuck they want and then a couple of other nerds just manipulated that into an insurrection, several murders, bombing, you know, I mean, it's mm-hmm. almost well, the everything. end of democracy. I mean, like, right. Well, and <laughs> the 
struggle we're having with the pandemic and yeah you know i just feel like it's all deeply connected and yeah you know i've been thinking now that my boys are in school uh thinking a lot about like masks and why are we why are we fighting you know why why are people so resistant yeah to helping each other right now when uh, when that's all we have is each other and they're risking not just their own children but my children all of the children by yeah you know it's it's like i want to have empathy and understanding and like help people with our hesitancy and my go-to right now is feeling really angry and betrayed um but it's like it's all of that it's the it's and and i don't understand it because i'm not a part of it (laughs) you know so sitting on the outside i'm like come on you guys wake up we got to do something but you know, are they just being told that this is all bit a part of the big plan to get them to oh, be controlled? Yes. And, oh, yes. You know, oh, yes. I, and I think about the super religious people that I know personally that are like not doing the vaccine and think yep. masks are a hoax. And it's I really think they're wondering if this is their uh, like end times. Mark of the beast. Definitely. Yeah. Like they yeah. have to stand strong and avoid this stuff to be one with God and do definitely. when I'm like, hello, God has given you all of you, everything you need to save yourselves. And you're just dying for, you know, like for nothing. Yeah, right. And, uh, and risking everybody else around you. Exactly. So, Anyway, yes. Just <laughs> yeah. No. Absolutely. And when I was watching the QAnon documentary, I was like, "Yeah, I, it's very seductive." You know, of course you want. You think that there is an operative. And for people who don't know who QAnon is, so there's eight Chan, which is a message board, and this person named Q started showing up on this message board and saying that they were a member. You know, like a high-ranking member of the government who is had access to the president and access to all the files and that they were going to release information. They were going to do their drops and like release all this information so that the American people would know, you know, the truth. And it just grew and grew and grew and eventually was sort of hijacked by this, these nerds (laughs) who (laughs) ran HN. And so, you know, who originally started it is kind of still a question mark. Maybe Steve Bannon. I think Steve Bannon, Mm -hmm. who, you know, is a chaos maker. And watch the documentary because it talks about how they're, you know, Steve Bannon and um, what's his fuck, the general. Um, Yeah. They basically follow the teachings of this man who was like, information, that's how you beat your enemy. You, you misinform them. You mm-hmm. distract them and you misinform them and you will fucking win every time. Sure enough, here mm-hmm. we are. <laughs> it is winning. We are losing and QAnon is winning and they are just playing a game and we are dying as a result. Right. Literally and killing dying. our children. Yes. yes. So, like, people in the government have caught on and sort of stoked it. Trump definitely stoked it because he knew that he had a potential of like taking over and winning everything if he kept the shit going because mm-hmm. it was in his favor. Didn't work out that way. But now I think it's just this like sociopathic fucking bullshit, crazy ass game and people are putting theories out there and seeing what sticks and it mm-hmm. works. And that's why it's so disturbing and it's so upsetting but at the same time i get it like you believe that you are reading these like direct this direct information from somebody who knows who has an insight and i sadie i know would also agree you know we were raised kind of like on the verge of conspiracy theory and i I don't believe yeah and i don't you know i do believe everything's bought and sold i do i do think that the you know government is just a screen for what's actually happening you know i know that the what is presented to the American public is a far fucking cry from what actually goes on. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we are playing a new game now, you right. know? Well, and to turn it, I think, yeah, what I'm thinking about is the public health crisis to turn exactly. it. Exactly. To turn, I never, I remember when I realized that it was getting political when yeah. people stop, like the mask thing happened and I was like, Oh fuck we are in yeah. trouble <laughs> like, yep i never thought we would 
turn against science so hard yep. and our healthcare workers and all, you know, all of that. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, it's been wild to yeah. fucking sit back and be like, oh shit, what is going to happen? Yeah. Because if the early you know. information from Trump and from mm-hmm. more conservative people had been, mm-hmm. this is the thing to do, right. this shit and, would be over by now. And but, now that we're but, doubling down again, you know, with right. this new variant and right. the mask mandates. And I'm just like, wow, we are really going to, we're really doing it. We're going to yep. really just let this let, like like let the pieces fall where they may i guess you know like right it's totally. so fucked up it's yeah. so fucked up yeah and the perfect storm of like the pandemic happening and people being very isolated and mm. very introspective and this guy obviously you know whether or not there were other signs of a declining mental health is you know that's not information that we have access to yet mm-hmm. i'm assuming that there probably something was going on right. um but at the same time, I just, I think we all have to kind of check in with that and recognize it in other people and give mm-hmm. them more seductive options. Uh, options. <laughs> yes. yes. You yes. know, the left yes. is not very good at that. We've talked about this before. The left is very much like you're doing it wrong and you're a bad mm-hmm. person. And that works when deeply empathetic people, but you know, people, other people need something to believe in. We have to mm-hmm. give people hope and we have to give them community and unless you have a personality disorder, you respond to that. All human beings do. And we need to give better opportunities for hope and community or else we're just going to continue to find ourselves getting bombed on Christmas Day mm-hmm. by fucking lizard conspiracy theorists mm-hmm. and losing our babies to otherwise like beautiful, poetic, deeply loving and introspective people who somehow got seduced by the wrong person. Mm-hmm. I'm so curious to see what happens. So curious. Yeah. Will he one day wake up? Has he already woken up and been like, oh, fuck. Or is he like, this is, this is my calling. I did the right thing. Sitting peaceful and creepy as shit in this fucking jail cell. Well, I didn't include it in the story because it was in like the daily mail or something you know yeah like that daily post or whatever yeah Uh but i mean it's a pretty innocuous quote one of the neighbors was like i never really liked him he was always so happy and so nice but i didn't believe it (laughs) that's how there's we've talked about the youtube i think on regular episodes anyway the youtube craze right yeah all of the families that have youtube channels and they're exploiting Oof. the shit out of their kids and there is a guy that's what i was thinking the whole time you're talking yeah they live in hawaii i think and they have right. all of these kids and beautiful beautiful children beautiful family yeah um and he creeps me out so bad yeah. and i i've well we actually yeah we finally told our oldest that that youtube was broken and that we uh-huh. can't fix it and so and he's his behavior's been better and like life is Whoa. much better without youtube but um mm. i think about him that's like he is deeply religious yeah. and creepy as fuck and he i could totally see him fucking going off to sacrifice totally, his beautiful yeah. family in the name of whatever right yeah well and that's and, also like look at each other as human fucking beings and yeah. stop the internet and everybody i mean black lives matter everybody mm-hmm. is saying get off of social media stop Mm -hmm. basing your opinions on what you're reading on social media stop interacting with people as if there are no consequences yeah this is a big fucking problem it's a big big problem problem. even the founder of black lives matter recently was like i gotta take it off of here you know i'm Mm -hmm. so grateful for it elevating the message and getting the word out but it is becoming very fucking destructive and so i think just keeping in check with that i'm going to continue to use it obviously i love connecting with you guys you know i'm interested in watching people do fascinating and beautiful things on tiktok or whatever Mm -hmm. you know like yeah but if it's affecting your mental health you gotta stop it you gotta turn it off and yeah that's why i had um therapy last week and my covid anxiety was just like fucking through the roof you thought that everybody around me was dying of covid Because I put my kids in school and the masks are optional and it's, and it, I, that, that fear I have, I think is totally valid, you know, or like not the yeah. fear, but like I am angry and I'm concerned and I'm feeling like right. we're putting all of our children at risk for no reason. Right. And that makes me mad. But uh, my anxiety was like, no, everybody's going to die. Your kids are definitely going to die. 
that's how I was feeling. And my therapist was like, well, what have you been doing? And I was like, I'm on social media all day. And she's like, you have to turn it off (laughs) right now. First A, like right now, no more of that. She's like, you cannot do that. And it's, you know, you get, once the logarithm realizes that you're going to watch the COVID videos, they're going to keep showing them to you. (laughs) 100%. Yeah, but it, it really did. So I stopped and I... I just try to stay local, like what's happening now in our community, how are my children, what can I do to make change here? And right. that's really slowed me down and calmed me down and then did some EMDR therapy, which was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, so just remembering, it was a really good reminder that your brain tells you it's one way and then yep. you like the EMDR in particular really shuts that off for me. It, yep. it closes that like panic Yep. And it reminds me that it's all in my head, you know, totally. like, especially when my children are sleeping soundly in the next to me or whatever, like we are not in danger right this minute. And I have to yes. focus on that. So yeah. Um, anyway, just a reminder, take care of yourselves. You guys, lots of deep breaths. If you want to talk, email us. Totally. You'd have got, you know, whatever we're here and and you're going to be okay. We'll, we'll get through this together. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh. And I do feel like if we can, I, I just think this all the time. If we can get through World War II, we can get through anything. Seriously. I know. <laughs> you know? Seriously. Anyway, you guys. Um, but you guys sent me a bunch of names. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. All right. Okay. You cutie pies. Oh, God. Oh, God. I'm like giddy whenever I <laughs> I write him down and then. I have that, that uh, gift of forgetting things almost yeah. immediately. And so this is like hearing them for the first time every time. Yeah, I really do. Uh, Once I realize their names, I don't even look at the messages. So, totally. Yeah. Totally. I'm the same with the Patreon names. Just so you know, just in case you're wondering if I pre-plan that genius. <laughs> <laughs> no. They're like, what? It's abject. <laughs> wow. You're very talented. <laughs> she is. She should be in Second City. She's so good at improv. <sighs> okay, the last name Butterfuss. <laughs> yes, please. I love that. Butterfuss. Butterfuss. The last name Doxtator. <laughs> D O X T A T E R. Somebody really knows us. That's so yeah, funny. Docs Tater. Uh, how about Alexander M. Caress? Ooh. La la. Alexander M. Caress. M. Caress. Mm. I do not want it. Alexander no. M. How about Robin Dix? <laughs> <laughs> Left and right. Yeah, there's Robin. a bandit out there, and she's a Robin Dix. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, my God. Kelly Kelbell. <laughs> yes. Uh, apparently, she was named after her dad, whose nickname was Kelly. Kelly Cute. Kelbell. Kelly Kelbell. <laughs> How about Kelly Kelly? Yes. Who... Was not adopted, Sadie. So don't go oh, there. Okay. Stop. But she married her high school sweetheart, who had the last name Kelly. Kelly Kelly. So cute. I know. So it never really dawned on me that that's how these people probably get those last names. I'm just <laughs> still assuming that some <laughs> fucked up parents are out there naming them Thomas mm-hmm. Thomas and Kelly Kelly. <laughs> um, previously, we had I'm unique. Tonight, we have I'm unique. Oh, I know. Another one. Uh, this one I found, and I was very proud of myself. I found one in the wild. Philip Noyce. <laughs> <laughs> he was a producer on Noise. the movie Dead Calm, yes. uh, which was also Nicole Kidman's breakout role, which I did not know. And oh. she was fucking fantastic in it. That was a pretty good movie. <laughs> Philip Noyce. Ben Downs. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Jean pool <laughs> um uh, someone had a high school english teacher named mrs mortis and she had a harlequin great dane which she named rigor <laughs> oh that's so cute 
last but not least, the last name, Picklemaster. <laughs> That's not real. What? My kid's first grade class today, uh, they got a new class pet, which is a, mm. a monarch caterpillar. And yeah. they got to name it and they had to vote. And he said, well, it was down between Hazel and... Oh, man. What was the other one? It was like Soft Feet or something. <laughs> Cute. But they picked their, their, their butterfly is going to be named Pickles. Yeah. <laughs> hip, hip, hooray hip, to hooray, the first grade pickles. class. Hooray. Hip, hip, hooray. <laughs> Hazel. God, I, 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 so would, I would be the girl that would want to name it Hazel. I was might... about to make fun of her, like brown noser, you know, like wants uh-huh. everything to be so pretty. Yep. Hazel, fuck well, that. Guess, guess what your nephew voted for? What? Hazel. <laughs> God. He's like, we're the same person. Name. I know, I know. He of really course are. he voted. Yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll learn. He'll grow up yeah. and he'll get it. I know. <laughs> I had to grow up to get it. I was yeah. so serious when I was his age. <laughs> he's, he's so serious. He's going to Benjamin Button emotionally just like I have. Good. Just he loosen, to loosen up, up a little. Yeah. <laughs> no, Start having so fun. Uh, let's do some more names. Hey. Yes. Courtney. What? Do you know what, you know what happened? This Did week? we get 200 Patreon supporters? We got supporters? fucking 200 Patreon supporters. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me. I was not prepared. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. Continue. Hold on. <laughs> I'm holding. This intro is longer than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yay, you guys, we did it. Thank you. I'm probably going to get sued for using this song without licensing it. Uh, they'll probably Thank just take you. it off of Apple. <laughs> episode's gone forever. <laughs> I mean, that was only, what, like 10 seconds? Yeah, no, I'm sure it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Hooray. Hooray. Thank you, you guys. Thank you. Yeah, 202 as of today. Holy uh, shit. So we owe people stuff for that. I don't know what yet. Yeah. Party celebrate. stuff. Yeah. Yep. So if you want to come party with us, add your name to the list. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we will do another virtual hangout soon. Details yep. to come once TBDs. we put them together. TBDs. Uh, so thank you so much to Cassandra L. Cassandra likes to come to the party. She likes to host in her black velvet dress. She is wearing her red stilettos and her hair is slicked back. And she's wearing red lipstick like those cool art paintings from the 80s. Yes. Mm-hmm. She's I, got a very specific, sophisticated look. I think that Kristen H. was our official 200th. Kristen, hell yeah, bringing it to the top, bringing it to the goal. She set a goal of us Mm -hmm. getting 200 Patreon supporters, Mm -hmm. and then she saw it through. She made it happen, and we thank her for that, and mm, probably she should get an edible arrangement. So I'm serious. If you want to send me, if you send us your home address or her address. I've got her address. Oh my god, we're gonna send you an edible arrangement! Do you have any allergies? (laughs) Don't eat the mango if you're allergic to it, you'll break out in hives. But thank you! Oh my god, I'm so excited to send an edible arrangement. Yes. Let's do it tomorrow. Uh, Well, we should maybe wait until this episode goes out so that she can hear this and then we'll send it to her. (laughs) No, let's just send it to her. She'll be like, why the fuck did they will kill send us? So we're going to do it right tomorrow. First thing tomorrow, we have to send it. All right. We cannot wait. It will be so fun. Uh, Thank you so much to Alexandra R. Oh, love the name Alexandra because it's Alexandra Royal Princess Queen uh, DDS. Yes. That's what her family named her. Yes. They, her, like, she was already named Royal Princess Queen DDS. Well, she became a dentist, so they added right. the DTS, but mm-hmm. because her last name, and she is literally Royal Princess Queen, mm-hmm. it has to be Alexandra. Yes, it does. What else are you going to name? Sarah Princess Queen DDS? Uh, Royal Princess Queen? No. No. So good job to your yep. parents, I approve. Yep. 
And last but not least, this week, thank you so much to Sharon P. Okay, so I said I don't pay attention to the names, which uh-huh. is true. Except for this one. Yeah. Because this is my first manager at Dosha Salon Spa, which I have mentioned previously. The best fucking job I have ever had, hands down, by far, with the exclusion of this job, which I, is not technically a job because I don't have health insurance <laughs> and I don't get paid for it very much. But... We call her Sharona. She's the queen. She's the fucking goddess of the retail floor at the Dosha Salon Spa. Summer, mm, probably 2005. Yeah. I freaked out. I was like, Sharon listens to the podcast. Uh, This is the best news ever. (laughs) And Laura was like, who? (laughs) But see, I even knew it. Like when I saw the name, it was very familiar. And I was like, oh, that's that's somebody that Courtney knows. Yeah. So yes. I've heard the name enough that I was like, yeah. Ah. Sharona, welcome. Yay. I cannot believe you listen to this podcast and I cannot believe you came a Patreon supporter. That's that so is sweet. so awesome. Does she need a, add a little oh. arrangement? She didn't include her address, so she doesn't get one. Right. No, but she deserves every good thing that ever has ever come to her and will ever come to her, including yes. her beautiful fucking children, because um. she's beautiful and her children are beautiful. And... I'm sure she's killing it, whatever she's doing, because she's the best. Shit, yes. So, but thanks. Sharon, if you want an edible arrangement, let me know. <laughs> I'll make it happen. Uh, they're expensive. We cannot start just like willy nilly sending yeah, out an I edible. Need to reel that in a little bit. I need to reel it in. <laughs> I don't know who I was gonna. Oh, I think it was Laura that I remembered that she had tummy troubles. <laughs> like, yeah, well, that was an edible arrangement. Yes, <laughs> she's on her I... soft food diet. I... <laughs> God, I'm brilliant. <laughs> Do it anyway. My she love would... language is food, apparently. <laughs> when people can't eat, I don't know what to do. Now I really want to try one. I've heard that they're like coated in some sort of sweet, syrupy candy kind of material, right? Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Yeah. I'm going to have to send myself oh. one. Thanks, you guys. Yeah, thank you really so much. It's so cool. It's <laughs> so, so cool. Weird. It really is. It's so cool. I know. Uh, you're so cool. And, um, if you want to be cooler, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at They Will Kill. You can go to our website, theywillkill.com. Our email is they will pill, they will kill podcast at gmail.com. Yep. Uh, they will kill. That would be a good <laughs> podcast about like, um, medicines, middle-aged housewives <laughs> who are <Sweaters>. dissatisfied <laughs> with their lives. <laughs> Um, I was picturing like pilly sweaters. I don't know if I can. I gotta go. The middle-aged housewives who were <laughs> disappointed with their sweaters because they have pills all over them. <laughs> no, it's just sweaters talking about how they will pill <laughs> or. <laughs> Oh, they really will. <laughs> they really will pill. Are you pilling? I'm fucking pilling, man. What are we gonna do about it? God. Did you ever try that shaver thing? It really works. Yeah. yeah. Or middle-aged housewives who are dissatisfied with their lives, they will also pill. Yes. They will take oh, lewds, downers mostly. Uh, uh, toss them back with some Chardonnay. <laughs> yes. Yes, please rate, review, subscribe. Somebody yep. called us un-American in in a good way. Yes, God. Oh, please. that was a good one. That Thank was, you for Germany. Really good. Yeah, yeah. Another. And we are so German. We are German, German, German. So you are mm-hmm. our people. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because mm-hmm. it's not Courtney Ack. It's Courtney Ack. Ack. A hard mm-hmm. one syllable. <laughs> uh, hey, thanks, AJ Bergans, for your music. Thank you so much for your music our music that we have now that you gave us yeah yeah um and remember oh my god i had one fuck something about it was like the gap i just i had a thought and i was like (laughs) is this a thing and then i was like i'm not even gonna look it up i'm just gonna ask our listeners because you guys actually answer me when i say if anybody has a deeper understanding of new york you know, legislature, you guys actually uh-huh. tweet us and tell us things. Yeah. So there was something I was like, 
oh, did that, was that ever good? Or is that just my memory? And then I fucking forgot. So I guess I'm just going to remember to thank you for actually responding to me when I just arbitrarily mm-hmm. say things on this podcast. That feels pretty fucking That's cool. pretty cool. I know. Right. So, and remember to answer our questions when we ask them. They're not just <laughs> hypothetical. <laughs> we really yeah, want to know the really answers. We really want to know. It's really helpful. <laughs> there was some sort of question I had, like legal or medical, and it never got answered. Uh, recently and I was like mm, that's too bad yeah I'll, I'll never know I'll yeah, never sometimes, it. <laughs> I love what like somebody recently commented on a case in Ottawa Canada where I gave the police a fuck ton of credit because I like I think I wa- like got most of my information from a show about like the detectives mm-hmm. uh, and they were like yeah no they got really lucky and they took all the credit but they actually did dick for the case so thank you for telling us these things yep. and it's very helpful and it's also just feels really cool yep. so we appreciate it hey and we love you we sure do we'll see you real soon really see you really soon be safe out there don't drive after dark and yep. lizard people aren't real yeah make sure you wear your jackets yeah fall's coming goodbye 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 <laughs>the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.